Yes, hello and welcome to another episode, another thrilling episode of the Green Room Podcast. And joining me on the podcast today is the wonderful, spectacular... (laughs) (laughs) He's amazing. It's the one and only Tucker. Hello, Tucker. Hello, Phil. At last, I've made it on the podcast. (laughs) For years, you have been ducking me. And you've been knocking me out of the way. I've been wanting to do this. And you've just said, no, Tucker, no. And thank God, at last, I'm on. <laughs> the Green Room. I love this tune. It's a great tune, isn't it? Brilliant. I love it. This is uh, this is Rich Morton. Yeah, I know Rich. Um, he uh, This is from an album called um, uh, The Theme That Never Was. Right. And uh, it's a, an amazing album. And you can get it on iTunes. And funnily enough... You can get his new album yeah. as of the, uh, I think it's the 8th of July. Yeah. 8th of July, yeah. you will be able to get his new album, which is called The Sequel That Never Was. Yeah. And uh, I'm, I'm, actually, I'm going to play a track from it. Oh, I'll copy it now. Um, yeah, it's, uh, it's a brand new album. This is the, the, the first track from the brand new album. Okay, let's, let's have okay. a little bit of this, all right? Sensatory Hotel uh, with my good friend Tucker, yeah. who is actually my nemesis yeah. uh, in comedy. Um, I did a gig with Tucker in Egypt, and you went on first, yeah, and had a storming gig. Yeah, had a really good one. Yeah, yeah, um, and uh, and then I went on, <laughs> yeah, and they just went, no, they like you. Yeah, they they kind of like felt as if. You had taken my job away from me, <laughs> and they were all like going, "Oh no! Why have you? Why have you come on and done that to poor old Tucker?" And they didn't realise we were sharing the bill, and they thought that you had like taken me off and were stealing my money, and they didn't, did they? No, no. It was one of them things, mate. Yeah, and and as a result of it, every time I work with you, yeah, I just I get such a panic. Because it was literally, they were literally on their feet for you. <laughs> and then you introduced me, and I came on, and they went, nope, mm, don't shut, like you. The shutters just come down yeah. like that. They yeah. just went, no, no, mate, we're not sure about you at all. <laughs> but, uh, you know, you it, was, it was all right tonight, wasn't it? It was brilliant tonight. We had a lovely night here. We are, we are sitting in the room. Uh, we're sitting on stage, actually. On, um, 
on stage in, uh, what is this room called? The Harmony Room. The Harmony Room. It's very, very hot out here. Isn't it? It's very hot mm. out here. Um, we've, our ENTS manager is actually here at the moment. Johnny? All right, Johnny. Johnny's, here. Johnny, Johnny's watching us uh, record this podcast. Say hello, Johnny, from the background. Say hello, Johnny. Hello. Hello, there Johnny. Is, there is That's Johnny. Johnny. Yeah, Johnny's a listener of the Green Room. Uh, you love a bit of Green Room, didn't you? Five stars. <laughs> Five stars. Five stars. So, Brilliant. listen, uh, tell me about uh, Tucker's career. Well, Tucker's career started a long, long time ago. You were a builder, weren't you? I was in the building trade with my dad, which is why I didn't really care so much about school. Stuff like that, that didn't really bother me too much. So what was, you, you didn't have a very good education? No. No, I don't think I did really. It was the case of, I felt as if I knew what I was going to do either way. So school wasn't a huge priority in my really? life. Really? Did you, you knew, you knew that you were going to be a builder? I that... knew I was going to be right. going to building trade and I, le- I, I left school at 15. And um, I've. There's a lot of things I haven't done that other people have done. I never took any exams or anything. I didn't go. I just didn't go. So what exams did you get? I, nothing. Nothing at I, all? I don't have a qualification to my name. Not one? No. Absolutely not one. Wow. And I've worked every day of my life. Wow, that's incredible. So uh, there you go. Yeah. So all the kids uh, who are listening, listening to this. Anyone uh, who's listening, don't, don't worry bother. about it. Just <laughs> it's not a problem. Just write a couple of jokes. Just be funny and be a plasterer. Get out there, plastering. Like that. I can remember saying to my... It was a family uh, firm. And I remember saying to my brother, I'm absolutely smothered in plaster crap and, and, and everything. And I'm, I'm smothered in it. Right? And I was always a little bit of a joker at school and at work. And Were you uh, the class comic? And not really. I, 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 well, when I was there, I was funny. But I've got to be honest. One of my school reports said... Um, Paul is a lovely boy, a delightful lad, but if only we had him we had him at school more, it would be nice. And I, I, I just <laughs> wouldn't really go. You bunked off? I bunked off. Well, my mum let me get off. You wouldn't be allowed to do that now. I used to do that. I used, yeah. to, um, I used to go for registration yeah. and then walk straight out of the, de- no, out of the I gates didn't, again. I didn't even bother going for the registration. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't even bother turning up. I was the original sick note. So you say... Um, uh, you say your name's Paul, but yeah. I don't know you as Paul. I know no. you as Tucker. Yeah, that's And right. everybody knows you as Tucker. Everyone knows me as Tucker, yeah. That's because your surname is Jenkins. Yeah, and so when I did go to school, I was born in the era of Grange Hill, and so when I did go to school, um, everyone was like, oh, it's Jenkins, oh, it's Tucker Jenkins. So, And then I carried that on. Once I actually said to my brother, we was in the building trade together, and I went, I've had enough of this, like that. I said, I've got to be able to do, it's got to be something else. And his actual line was, yeah, but how can you earn money, you know, fucking around laughing all day? Right. And I went, I'll be a blue coat. Okay. And I went and become a Pontins blue coat, and it was great training ground. I had five years there. I had a wonderful time. Over at Pakefield? Over at Pontins Pakefield. And I became a, um, you know, I studied my graft, and then, then I realised... Right, if I'm going to have any chance here, because I was an older blue coat, a lot of blue coats at that time. How old were you? I, at that time, I was 22 years old, so I was at least three years older than nearly every other blue coat there, because a lot yeah. of them were like students or and stuff like that, and they'd go to college and it'd be in, in a gap year or whatever, and they were doing a bit of blue coating. 
And uh, whereas I was going there kind of almost as a as a tradesman because mm-hmm. I went and learned a trade with my dad as a plasterer. And then I then when I got there, I applied that them same rules. I thought if I really knuckled down here, I think I could become an ENTS manager. Right. Or uh, oh, that know. was your aspiration at the time. Yeah, at a time. Yeah, at a time it was. I, I think I could come have a career here, a real career. And and then it became. I wanted to be a singer at first, but. Um, some people have picked up on the lisp. <laughs> lisp? What? Hello? Surely, surely you haven't noticed. What do you mean, surely? Surely, surely you haven't noticed when I was at breakfast and I was saying, have you got any sausages, love? Sausages. <laughs> You're laughing there, but you won't be able to use this microphone tomorrow. It's been drowned. Um, surely, uh, yeah, and I've, I wanted to be a singer, but I turned up there. And a mate of mine who's who's actually one of my Facebook friends, who was a blue coat, Alan Cousins, he uh, he had a voice like a god, and he was smooth, and I was like, oh shit, you know, I wanted to be the singer, but I found it really easy to be funny, and he had no chance of ever being funny, and 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 then that I I decided I started watching all the comedians we had there, and I decided yeah that's my. Uh, my natural thing is to go and be funny. Right. Yeah. Has the lisp been a, a hindrance to you or at all, ever? Only that one time. When you're singing? Only that one time during Suspicious Minds. During what? Suspicious Minds. <laughs> <laughs> and and when, when I used to do Children's Club and we used to sing, I saw Susie <laughs> sitting in the Susie. <laughs> Stavros Flatley, right, there's a thing on YouTube of Stavros Flatley, right, and uh, we've done pantomime together a few years ago now, and uh, he never stopped taking the piss out of my list, right, and there's a, a clip on YouTube where we found um, some diver's glasses, right, and, a, and a, like a scuba diving outfit, right, and he stood there, he sat there with this scuba diving thing and the little thing coming on, and he's got these goggles on. And he's sitting there, and he goes, right up, sing. And I'm singing, I saw Susie sitting in Susan's shop, and all day long she sits inside, and Stavros is going like this, wiping the, um, <laughs> he's like making out his drowning. Oh, what a twat he is. There's so many of those uh, yeah. on, on YouTube. Um, uh, you've, you've done loads of little clips. When you were doing pantomime with Stavros, yeah. Flatley. Yeah. Um, so how many of those are, are, are on YouTube? There's oh, got to be yeah. about 10 of them. Or yeah, oh, like. there's probably even more. There, there's, there, there is probably about 20 of them. We just kept on making little sketches up every day. And in between the... While the show was running, I'd come in. And while I was getting changed, he'd be going, Yeah, quick, just do this. And we would just act out a little sketch. And then before I knew it, I was back on stage. Mainly because he wasn't on until the last 20 minutes. Right. Uh, because he was the um, the Sultan of Cyprus, and uh, <laughs> not easy to say. And, why? Don't be out of order, Butler. Don't be out of order. Hey, now I don't mind being your kryptonite. And so, um, and he uh, and he, he would be hanging around. So he was just thinking of all these stupid ideas, and we put a load of them on uh, on uh, YouTube. They are very funny. They do make me. So you you do you do panto every year? Yeah, yeah and you're wishy washy this year. Yeah. As I am. As you are. I'm in Telford. I can't wait. <laughs> I can't wait for you to get back into pantomime. Oh, I can't wait either. I can't wait for you to be phoning me up going, 
oh fuck I'm tired I'm so tired <laughs> I am so tired yeah. it's the most tiring gig of all time well that's why I'm trying to work out I'm trying to work out and lose I a bit know. of weight and you're doing well I, I mean, look how well you've done today. <laughs> what? I mean, you know, today, what you you've eaten like a like a. I know, but it's all free food and free, free food. drink, and when free you come drink. and do these gigs, it's, you know the hospitality is amazing. It's amazing, I know, but you have to leave a little bit of food for the guest who actually paid. <laughs> so, uh, so you you started off as a blue coat, yeah. Um, and your influences. Let's let's talk about your influences. Tommy Cooper was a big influence. Yeah, Tommy Cooper was someone I really loved as a child, and uh, Morton and Wise. So I grew up with those guys, seeing them on on the TV, and so kind of I suppose they were in the back of my mind for you know for the comedy and the way they were. And then when I became a Pontins blue coat, firstly, you know, as you know in comedy. There were two lines for me to go down at that time, back in the 80s. I could have gone to Jonglers mm-hmm. and be like a Jack D type comic. But I am so, really, I'm so more like your Brian Connolly, Bradley Walsh yeah. type of comic. That, that's my, that was where I went. I went down that line. And it's only been the last um, two years I've kind of made a crossover and, and come over to what they used to call in the old days the alternative scene. Mm. Yeah, but they were big influences, yeah. Should we have a little bit of Tommy Cooper? Oh, please. Oh, mate, I please. love... I, I, please I'm, a, I'm such a big fan of Tommy Cooper. Please have. And you've, you've, you've picked and out a couple of clips for us. Yeah. Um, one of Tommy Cooper and one of uh, uh, Morecambe and Wise. Uh, let's, let's hear the first one. This is a bit of Tommy Cooper. This is the karate oh, sketch. Hilarious. Uh, where he's got that, that, that guy, the really posh guy. Who, yeah, man, what was his name? Oh, he was know. like in the Carry On films, weren't he? That's right. But anyway, let's... He always uh, played a doctor who'd carry on films. That's right. Let's have a listen to this. I want you to hold the wood for a minute. See, what I should do, I should go down here like this. See? Yeah. I should stand here like that, right? And you'll yeah. be up there. Yeah. And I want you to creep towards me and try to hit me in the back with that yeah. plank of wood. Are you sure about that? Oh, yes, because you won't have a chance, you see. <laughs> because I should stand like that. I should turn around very quickly like that. Yeah. Or I may go that way. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I may go up. <laughs> I see, and I said, take the wood and jab me in the eyes like that. Jab me in the eyes. I'm not very good at hitting people. Don't worry. About it. I'll tell you what. Let me yeah. take your shoes off so I can't hear oh. you coming down at all. How can you not laugh at Tommy Cooper? Amazing. You can't not laugh at him, man. Right? Just there. Oh, yes. Right? See? Now, don't forget, though, come down any time you like because. <laughs> I've got amazing reflexes. <laughs> <laughs> How was that? Beautiful. That was a bit quick. Oh, I'm sorry. That's a bit quick. I mean, can you, um... I'll tell you what, can you cough? <laughs> Put your shoes on. Oh, right. <laughs> put your shoes on. Beautiful. And this time, when you come down, cough. <coughs> like that. Yes. Yeah, I mean, you've got to give me a chance. Oh, of course, yes. <laughs> I mean, I've got amazing reflexes. Mm. But you've got to be fair. Yes, fair is fair. Oh, yes. Yes, I, I do see that. Huh? Right? Yes. Then come down, see, and cough. Loud as possible. <laughs> 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 
to enjoy this. <laughs> Can you sing? It's beautiful. Not, not beautiful. very well. Any particular song? Anything you like. I'll tell, oh. tell you what to do. Let's have a look. See where you are. Yes. You've got your shoes on? Yes. I want you to come up here, see, and sing a song, and come down very heavy like that. Ah. See? It's a long way to tip It's a long way to go. Yes. Right? Yes. See, I want you to sneak up on me loudly. <laughs> I want you to sneak up on me loudly. loudly. That, <laughs> see, it's comedy genius. I mean, and that's... It's just so... Um, it's so beautifully phrased. And it's so be- it's so beautifully timed. The uh, I want you to sneak up on me loudly. It's stupidity, but it's, it's so funny. Yeah. And a lot of the time, the material that Tommy used was not the greatest material. No. But it's because it was Tommy... Yeah. It was so, so funny. It was delivered. The delivery was absolutely perfect. Absolutely perfect. And also another uh, um, influence of yours is uh, Morecambe and Wise. Yeah, Eric Morecambe. Incredibly funny. I cried. I cried when he died. Yeah. I, I literally, I was, it was so devastating to me when Eric Morecambe died. Eric Morecambe was like your favourite uncle, wasn't he? Yeah. You know? Your favourite, favourite uncle... He came in, he, he never let you down. He never let you down. He always had something funny to say. and He, he was obsessive over it, wasn't he? Yeah. Over the Christmas shows yeah. and, uh, and all that sort of stuff. And you at know. the end of the day, that, that amount of stress he had, because they had 20 million people watching them of a Christmas day, and people were judging their, I'm saying things everyone has said, but they were judging how good their Christmas would be yep. by the Morgan Wise show. That has got to have a strain on a comedian to think to themselves. What am I going to do to top the stripper routine? To top the you know the uh, the routines with all the fa- the fantastic guests that they've had? What am I going to do to top that? And he must have just been so oh I don't know on edge all the time. Uh, and your favourite sketch? Yeah, Morecambe and Wise. Yeah, it's the Andre preview. <laughs> Andre preview. <laughs> Privet. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's brilliant. Should, should we have a bit of it? Yeah, let's have a little bit. All right, let's have a bit of that. <laughs> All right, ladies and gentlemen, Greeks Piano Concerto, soloist Derek Morecambe, conductor Mr. Andrew Preview. <laughs> <laughs> Is my cue. Mm. I, I couldn't see you for the lid of the piano. Yes. The lid of the piano was in the way. Was it? Was yes. It? Yes. 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 In the way. The lid of the piano. I don't know. How, how, I don't know what we can do about it. He wants to be taller, does he? Yeah. Could you wear high heels? <laughs> Again? Oh well, no, 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 no. I mean, you don't have to. Okay. You know. I don't know what we can do about that. Well, I have a suggestion. Would you jump up in the air <laughs> so I can see you over the lid of the piano? If you could you jump want up. me, you want me to actually jump into the air on the rostrum in order so you can see my cue. Yes, yes. I mean that's if you if you do that for me, you know. If you, 
Do that. Yes, I'll, I'll do that for you. <laughs> Yes, yes, he's a nice man, isn't he? Isn't he charming? I like him. He's very That's beautiful, isn't it? Greek by with him and him. Him. So they're wrong with the violins? <laughs> yes, uh, no, there's nothing wrong with the violins. That's only your opinion. <laughs> what, 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 what were you playing just then? The Greek piano concerto. <laughs> you're playing, you're playing all the wrong notes. <laughs> I'm playing all the right notes, but not necessarily in the right order. I'll give you that. I'll give you that, sunshine. Absolutely fantastic. Yeah, hilarious. Brilliant. Uh, br Brilliant. Beautiful. Beautiful. And while people have got a sense of humour, that will always be funny. Yeah. That will all, while people are out there and they love, it doesn't matter how, how long, how far we go forward, that will always, always be funny. It's just timeless. Yeah. yeah. So other, other influences on your comedy have been Bradley Walsh, as you said. Yeah. Great, um, great mate you're, probably, you're probably the most like Bradley Walsh. Um, yeah. Than anybody. Yeah. You know. Um, it's a curse. The way, <laughs> the way you are with an audience is the same way that Bradley is with an audience. Yeah, yeah. Um, you know, Bradley's just... Uh, we've spoken about Bradley on past podcasts. And, I think and Bradley's a comedian's comedian. Yeah. He's, he's a comics comic. People go... A lot of the general public will look at Bradley and go, game show host and now great actor and stuff, but not realise he's actually a superb, a fantastic stand-up comedian. Yeah. Yeah, you've done three tours of them. Yeah, as I did. You have as well. Yeah, yeah. I did three tours of them, and uh, and also Paul Adams has done. Paul Adams has done a lot with Brad. Done, Paul done. Adams has toured with everyone. There's no one that Paul Adams ain't toured with. Yeah, in fact, he's done it. Done it all. Paul has. Brilliant. Yeah, he's a great guy. He's got oh, a great. He's great got. A, he's got spot. a podcast coming out soon. He has. Yeah, I won't be listening to that now, no, Phil, no, because no, you're crap. my favourite podcast. There you go. It is. that. <laughs> your podcast. Yes. Made me make the leap from mainstream to alternative. Is that true? I, it's, a, it's not, I'm not joking now. It's the absolute God's honest truth. I used to download your podcast, listen to the green room, and I'd be driving along in my car going to a gig, and I'd be thinking to myself, well, there's all those comedians out there I don't actually know. Yeah. And I, I was listening to it, having all the same thoughts and all the same feelings that you'd be talking about with an audience... And I'll be thinking, I really want to get involved in that. Why am I not involved in that side? And your podcast gave me the extra edge to thinking, right, I've got a knuckle down and I've got to move over to the other side. And I've really enjoyed being on the alternative. How long ago was that that you joined? Uh, I still imagine that two years. Two years ago? Two yeah. years, yeah. Okay, so... so my podcast isn't the only thing that made you want to go across to, to the to the 
so-called alternative circuit. What was happening? Uh, uh, it really hit me on the head. And now it was like this guy come up to me. I used to do the Butlins um, comedy weekends, lunchtime show, adult weekends. Place was packed, maybe twelve hundred people in there. And it's all, you know, there's a few stag parties, a few hen parties in there, but generally everyone's there for comedy. And I used to go out there and I have great times. Comedy of a lunchtime, I feel, is the best. They're all coming in from their little hangover from the night before. Yeah. And they just want to come in, have a bit of a laugh, have a little bit of a chill out, have one more beer to get them going for the night. I go in there and really have a great time with the audience, have a really lovely time. And then people would come up to me and say, well, where can we come and see you? And I go, well, what do you mean? You go, you know, what, what clubs, what comedy clubs do you do? And I went, well, unless you're on a, on a cruise ship or, a, or at a holiday centre like this, yeah. you're not going to see me. And he went, oh, what, so I can't come to Jonglers? And I went, no, I, I don't do them. And he went, oh. And I, and I walked away with the same feeling as him of like, well, why? Why am I not doing them? Mm. And so... And then I've been listening to your podcast, and I know a few guys. Um, Kev Alkin moved over into in, into the, this side, and and uh, and I just thought, yeah, why not do it? Why I can't actually turn around and say, oh yeah, I'm appearing at a comedia. I can't. I weren't doing that. I weren't, mm. was, wasn't working on that circuit. It didn't mean anything. So how did you get into it? Um, well, the giggle in. You, oh, you gave me my first my first um, my first open spot. Oh, okay. Yeah, I came down there and done the giggle in for you. And, that, before, and that gave you the bug? That gave me the bug. Well, that made me go, oh, yeah, I can do it. For years, I was going, oh, no, I'm not the right style. That's not for me, you know. And, uh, and But it, funny's funny, though. Funny's funny, yeah. You know. Yeah, I, I think Lee Mack, Peter Kay, really have made the crossover between that mainstream. Mm-hmm. Whereas before that... It was Brian Conley, Jack D. Yeah. You know, Brian had all the TV, all the fame, all the, all the money. Yeah. Jack D had all the credibility. Yeah. You know. Yeah. And the rest of it to go with it. You know? Yeah. So how do you, how do you find the, uh, the mainstream compared to the alternative? What's the difference for you? The swear words. Really? <laughs> yeah. Just, just the, the... It's just... It's it, a liberation, isn't it, really? Yeah, it's liberating. Uh, uh, that's another... I kind of, in a funny kind of way, two years, three years ago, I got a little bit bored of being a people pleaser and going out and doing the same stuff every night, every week, and just, you know, just, no, it was only, I always had my limit, and I thought, why can't I say that? And I thought, I can't say that, because I'll lose my job. Right. And that's it, you know, at the end of the day, I might not have gone to school much, but I ain't stupid. You've got to go and work your right type of, you know, work the material for your audience. Yeah. And there was loads of stuff I wanted to say to that crowd, but I won. I won. I always self-edited myself and said, no, I can't say that. can't say this. I ain't going to do that. And so when I came over to the alternative scene, I, um, I, was, I, was, I was away. I was able to say whatever I like. So what do you prefer? That's a tough question, isn't it? Okay, I mean, that is a very tough question. Yeah. I prefer being able to walk out. Now, when I first went on to the alternative scene, I was like a schoolboy who had just found a dictionary and looking at all the swear words. <laughs> right, and I was doing cock this, fuck that, up your fanny. I couldn't wait to get them all in. I yeah. wanted, you know, I basically I got them in 
as my introduction. Couldn't wait to get them all out there. And um, and then slowly but surely, I've started curtailing them words back in. Right. And, that, and wanting to work material again. Right. And um, I just love an adult audience that will allow me to say the F word as conversation. Right. And that's what I spotted when I was doing my last tour with Bradley. Uh, he, he could talk, chat, 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 chat. Yes, yeah, so I went down there and she went, oh, for fuck's sake. And they just carried on talking and it was just carry on. Yeah. Whereas... Normal. It, normal. A, like a normal conversation like that you would have with somebody in a bar. Whereas um, some comedians, and on this circuit, but definitely in the mainstream circuit, would use the F word as 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 a weapon, as like, oh, here I go. I'm going to say it now. Fuck them. Yeah. And that was it. Whereas I realised that you can talk, and away you go, and um, and you go, you know, oh, fuck it, I couldn't believe what happened to me the other day. This, and then the wife said this to me, and I said, oh, bollocks, I don't say that. And it was just conversation, mm-hmm. just conversation. He was allowed to say whatever you like. Yeah. Mm. Have you written, because when I came over to the alternative circuit, I started writing stuff that was all to do with swearing. Yeah. You know, I went I couldn't wait, it, yeah, know. I couldn't wait. I uh, couldn't wait did you start it. writing stuff that, that that was including swear words? And... I just wanted to do sex stuff all the time. <laughs> I just wanted to do sex stuff. Yeah. I still do a routine, which is all about sex and fanny farts. And I absolutely love it because it's like... I'm not allowed to do that in my real job. Yeah. And then all of a sudden I go and hit a comedy, hit a, hit a jungler. Is that the way like you that. look at it? Is, do you look at it like yeah, like cruise ships and yeah. and uh, all that sort of stuff is your real job and yeah. then this is just like a little hobby yeah. doing the alternative no, circuit? Yeah. Anyone, all the other comics are going to hate me for this and I know they will and I don't mean it like that. But yeah, it's, it's a bit of a break for me because I'll, I go and do Butlins, family, family rooms and stuff yeah. like that. And then I'll work and, and I'll do the cruise ships and, and stuff. And, and, and that sort of material is totally taboo. And you never, ever, you're going to be get kicked off first day. First, you'll, you won't even do your second show. It'll be gone. You'll be gone. Yeah. So when I allow myself to go out to Jonglers and I, I go and do them, I'm like, I'm like, yeah, I can just go out there and go, fuck them. It's beautiful. Yeah. Um. <laughs> <laughs> I love so, um, I asked you earlier yeah. um, who your favourite singer was, who, who you liked music-wise, you know, are you into the charts and all that sort of stuff, and weirdly, yeah. you said your favourite singer My at My favourite thing at the moment, I have, I have seasons with, with, uh, with singers and stuff. Yeah. I go through, because I do a lot of driving, so I get caught in stuff. Three years ago, um, I was into ACDC. Right. Okay. Because of the Iron Man film, and then I really got caught into that, and I loved a bit of heavy rock, and I was okay. listening to all that. Then, uh, then more lately, I've, I've gone over to Maroon Five, loving Maroon Five. Right. And now <laughs> I am driving, listening to the fantastic voice and blues jazz player Hugh Laurie. Hugh Laurie. Hugh Laurie. If you you must own, you've got to go out and own. Let them talk and didn't it rain? They are my favourite at the moment. My favourite CDs. Next year, I'll be back to Bruce Springsteen. I'll, I bought everything he had he done as well. Right, brilliant. 
that I'll, I'll find someone else. But Hugh Laurie, at this moment in time, I cannot get enough of. Let's have a little bit of Hugh Laurie on. Uh, on the show. Uh, what one is it? What one? This is Hallelujah. Yeah, love this. Um, I love you, is it? Hallelujah, Hallelujah I love you. Okay. Great number. All right, so this is... Uh, I think Tom I, Jones has done this with Jules Holland. I didn't even know that Hugh Laurie did this sort of Hugh sort Laurie, of brilliant. Okay, let's let's hear a bit of uh, your favourite... Our uh, favourite at the moment. Your favourite at the yeah. moment. Here it is. I'm very fickle. Let me tell you about a girl I know. She's my baby and she lives next door. In the morning when the sun comes up. It is good. It's beautiful. She brings me coffee and my favourite cup. Yes, I know. Yes, I know. Hallelujah, I love her so. I do like it. It's beautiful. I do like it. I love it, man. Um, I love this bit. Listen to this bit. How I know. I smile at them and say she told me so. Yes, I know. Yes, I know. Hallelujah. I love her so. This bit, this bit. Listen to this. This is lovely. When I call her on the telephone. And I tell her that I'm all alone. All I gotta do is count from one to four. At my door. Absolutely great. And it's man. brilliant. I mean, he's a proper, proper singer, a proper blues player, piano, plays guitar, percussion. Their band, their drummer has to be the coolest, the coolest man on earth. Because if you go search YouTube, um, you'll find the whole documentary on there, Let Them Talk, and you'll see them playing. It's, it's brilliant. Something I've been reading today. What? I thought I'd do a little bit of research. Oh. Hugh Laurie and Stephen Fry are talking about going back on tour together. Really? Really. Oh, really. wow. Yeah, that would be awesome. That would be great. Yeah. I mean, yeah. he's done so many things. He's just a, a massively talented guy. Yeah. He's uh, amazing on house. Yep. Uh, he's, he's had this thing with Stephen Fry, yeah. you know, a little bit of Fry and Laurie. Um you know, just, just amazing the sketches that they did. Yeah. I've got I've got a sketch here. Yeah, that, do that, the sketch. Uh, is it I, the hedge? The hedge sketch. Beautiful. This yeah. is Stephen uh, Stephen Fry and Hugh Laurie. This is actually my favourite sketch. Oh, it's it's a it's a beauty. We have got to talk about Chroma in a minute because yeah, I, I was yeah. actually going to do this. Sketch oh, really? In Chroma, they so, loved it there. This is a great sketch. We'd like to do a sketch for you now. It's called the Hedge Sketch, and it's set in a shop. The Hedge Sketch. Thank you very much indeed. Hello, I'd like to buy a hedge, please. Good morning, sir. How can I help you? Well, what sort have you got? A hedge? Certainly, sir. What sort would you like? Could I have a look at the Imperial, please? Well, we have three sorts, sir. We have the Royal, the Imperial, and the Standard Hedge. <laughs> no, it's a present. <laughs> Certainly, sir. Um, may I ask, is the hedge for you? I'm not married. For your wife, perhaps? Not at all. I'm in no hurry. Well, if you wouldn't mind waiting, I'll just ring down to the stop. Start again. Start again. <laughs> I love that. I love that. You can't beat that cod. Good that morning, sir. Great. How can I help you? Hello, I'd like to buy a hedge. A hedge, certainly, sir. What sort of hedge would you like? Well, we have three sorts, sir. We have the royal, the imperial... 
Can I have a look at the Imperial, please? <laughs> Certainly, sir. May I ask, is the hedge for you? Um, no, it's a present. Ah, uh, for your wife, perhaps? I'm not married. Well, if you wouldn't mind waiting, I'll just ring down to the stockroom. Not at all. I'm, I'm in no hurry. <laughs> it's beautiful. Complete roll reverse. Oh, there's no yeah. telephone. It's under the table. Under, under the table. Hello, stockroom. Have we got any imperial hedges left? I'll just have a look. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> He's just having a look. You've got one left, sir. Right, I'll take it then. <laughs> right. Ah, you seem to be in luck, sir. Stockroom tells me we've got one left. Cash, if you don't mind. Certainly, sir. How would you like to pay? <laughs> stop, 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 stop. Stop. Good morning, sir. How can I help uh, Hello, you? I'd like to buy a hedge. Uh, certainly, sir. So what sort of hedge would you like? Well, well, what sort have you got? Well, we have three sorts, sir. We have the Royal, the Imperial, the Standard. Can I have a look at the Imperial, please? Certainly, sir. May I ask, is the hedge for uh, you? No, it's a present. Mm -hmm. For your wife, perhaps? I'm not married. Oh, well, if you wouldn't mind waiting, sir, I'll just ring down to stop. Not at all. I'm in no hurry. Uh, hello, Stockroom. Do we have any... Come on, on the phone. Oh, hello, Stockroom. Um, do we have any hedges there? Oh, he's just checking, sir. You're in luck. We have one left. Right, I'll take it, then. Uh, certainly, sir. How would you like to pay? Cash, if you don't mind. Cash would be perfectly convenient, sir. And now they've just forgotten the they've lines. They've forgotten it. They've it. <laughs> never, ever got to that part before. <laughs> Absolutely fantastic. Yeah. There you go. That's uh, a little bit of Fry and Laurie. Um, and also, uh, talking about uh, Hugh Laurie's um, uh, piano playing as well. Yeah. He used to do loads of, loads of stuff with uh, Fry and Laurie, you know, just doing the piano and doing comedy stuff with the piano yeah. as well. I've got a, another clip here uh, of him doing a song called Mystery. Do you know this? No, no. You, I never, know you never hear no, this? No. This is, a, this is a lovely little comedy thing. Comedy that, song. I thought, you'd, I thought you'd appreciate this because yeah. you like, you like his, um, his music and, and all yeah. that sort of stuff. So here's Hugh Laurie's music along with his comedy. Here it is. And now, ladies and gentlemen, Mr. Hugh Laurie has kindly agreed to embarrass us all with a song <laughs> of his own composing entitled, quite simply, Mystery. Mr. Hugh Laurie, Mystery. <laughs> mystery <laughs> you and I were never ever meant to be that's why I call my love for you a mystery <laughs> different country <laughs> you and I have always lived in a different country <laughs> and I Tickets don't grow on a tree. <laughs> so what kept us apart is plain for me to see. That much at least is not really a mystery. <laughs> it's not the worst song ever. Estuary. <laughs> I live in a houseboat on an estuary. <laughs> for my work with the Thames Water Authority. <laughs> but I know you would have found it 
Insanitary. <laughs> Insanitary. <laughs> Taking a violent dislike to me. I'd be foolish to ignore the possibility that if we'd ever actually met, you might have hated me. <laughs> Still, that's not the only problem that I can see. Dead since 1973. <laughs> You've been dead now. <laughs> Wait a minute, let me see. Fifteen years come next January. <laughs> As a human being, you are history. <laughs> so why do I still long for you? Why is my love so strong for you? Why did I write this song for you? Well, I guess it's just a mystery. <laughs> There you go. So, um, I've always loved singing in my act. Yeah. Always. I've always wanted to be that type of performer in a funny way, even on the jungler circuit, I still do a song and stuff, muck about and what have you. But, um, I can remember, uh, like, over the years, comics have gone, you know, what are you doing? Why, why do you do this song? Because, basically, I, I do a number because I feel people have got such a short attention to, uh, to comedy, I like to break it up. So you come out, do a, do a thing, get their attention, do 15 minutes, hit them with a tune, give them a, a break from it, then do something else, do a bit of visual, do another tune, get back, then do something other, other type of comedy. Because I just wanted, I always wanted my show to be a show. Right. Rather than just 45 minutes of stand-up. I've always structured everything I do like that. And as you can see, that guy, even when he was playing that song there, Hugh, he was desperate, always wanting to be a singer, and he has he has become, I think, a great a great singer. Fantastic. Yeah. Um, so, uh, do you want to do a couple of personal questions? Yeah, go Let's on. Let's do a couple of personal questions. Here we go. Um, you, all you got to do is you got to give me a number between one and twenty, and uh, you got to answer the question. Uh, let's go eight. Eight. Have you ever shit yourself? <laughs> Driving, driving. No. Yeah, I ate right. What well, I used to, I used to go get some bread, and um, I was eating the warm bread, and then I was caught in this car in this uh, in this traffic jam, right? And do you know when you you just go oh like, and it's about an hour, and I and I was stuck in this traffic jam, and I was thinking, Christ, Christ, I really want to go, and I just done a little, <laughs> I dropped, I dropped a little one, and I thought that oh. I yeah. Yeah, I have, mate. It's oh. embarrassing. What did you do? I stunk. That's what I did. did but what did you do? How did you clear yourself out? And it was just a case. You go of, to a service station. It was just a case of getting to a, doing that walk, <laughs> and leaving your pants and leaving your pants there. These were the days. Oh. This is a long time ago. Can I say I've controlled that now? Right. <laughs> and but these are the days when pants were in fashion. Right. You know. Yeah. Yeah. You know. Yeah. Not, not boxers. Not boxers or the other things that people wear now. Right. You know, boxers <laughs> come pants, but yeah. 
these pants. So luckily, the pant was there to carry it. Oh. Yeah, very, very awful man. <laughs> All right, another question. I'll never see that. Another, another number. Uh, 20, 20. 20. 20. Have you ever nearly died? Yeah. So right. um, in between doing my building and in between seasons of, of pontins and stuff, um, I came back, I, was, I had a little a window cleaning round yeah. with my brother-in-law. And, um, oh Christ, man, I fell off the window. I mean, I used to get up on the ladder. Really? And uh, save going down to, uh, and if there's any window cleaners listening to this podcast, they'll know this. You can stand on the ladder and go and jump along the yeah. windowsill. All right. You can jump along. And I went, jump, jump. But these windows were like the plastic ones. And I've gone, jump, jump. And it, I've just started to skid. Wallop. Straight off the ladder. Straight off the ladder. How high were you? Um, I weren't smoking anything. <laughs> I, was just, <laughs> I, was clean, I was just cleaning windows, man. <laughs> hey, you know, bro. <laughs> <laughs> no, well, I was, up, I was up doing the top windows. Yeah. I was up doing, yeah, and I had an ambulance out to me and everything. Wow. I, was, I woke up in hospital. What injuries did you have? Um, just concussion. Right. Yeah, man, I, I could have died. But here's the lucky part. I landed a foot away from railings. If I'd have been a foot over, I'd have You'd been... You'd have yourself. On the railings, yeah. Shit the bird. Yeah, I've, yeah. No, the car, actually. <laughs> the, car. the car. That's another question entirely. All right, let's finish off the podcast by doing the Drunk Girl Game Show. Oh, I can't. I've been looking forward to this. All right. I um, have been so looking forward <laughs> to the Drunk Girl Game Show. I've got a great one for you as well. Yeah, what a great drunk girl. Let's have it. Yes, here we are once again with the Drunk Girl Game Show. And joining me on the show today is the one and only Tucker. Hello, yes, Tucker. I'm back. I'm back. Yeah, baby. So we are doing the Drunk Girl Game Show and we need to just uh, hear who our drunk girl is. Let's hear. My name's Charlie. I'm 20 and I work in a leisure centre. There you go. Her name is Charlie. Charlie. And she's 20. Uh, she's 20 and she works in a leisure centre. Wow. All right, so what we're going to do, we're going to do you uh, a couple of test questions, yeah. first of all, before we get into it. Yeah. Okay, so uh, if you're ready. I'm ready. Let's go for it. How many letters in the English language alphabet? How many letters are there in the English language alphabet? Do you think she'll know the answer, or do you think she won't know the answer? She works in a leisure centre. Right. She's 20 years old. If she doesn't know this answer, she shouldn't be allowed out of a night time. <laughs> you know what I mean? Let alone getting drunk and hanging around on streets. So she, if she don't know this answer, then someone's got to have a serious word with her. <laughs> All right, let's find out. She's, she's actually going through the alphabet. She's going through. You're joking. I'm going to say 26, but I, is it 26? There you go. How <laughs> could she actually be going, is it 26? <laughs> she was like that. She was counting it on her fingers. A, B, C, D, e, F, C. She was, yeah. My wife does that. So there you go. That's <laughs> no, my wife does that. With whenever you, I can always, I can tell her, I'm just sitting there watching her. And she'll be going, like that. And I go, what are you counting? And she goes, how do you know I'm counting? I said, I know you are. Your fingers are moving. <laughs> so there's a bit of a clue of yeah. her intelligence. Okay. Yeah, okay. Let's have another test question. Who was the first man to walk on the moon? 
The first man to walk on the moon. Yeah, well, I know it. Yeah, we're looking for Neil Armstrong. Yeah. But will, Char- will no, Charlie know? No, he just knows 26, <laughs> so she ain't going to know this. All right, let's find out. Lance Armstrong. Lance Armstrong. <laughs> no, wait, no, wait, wait, wait. No, no, which one's the one on the bike and which one's the one that does the moon? Oh, beautiful. That is beautiful. Which one does which the one bike? Which one does the bike and which one does the moon? <laughs> that is lovely. You can see her turning around to her mate going, no, which one does the bike and which one does... Because there's, there's hardly any difference, really, is there? <laughs> All right, so let's get into the... Uh, into the you've got five questions. Right. right so and what got, do I win? You win nothing. It's just for the fun of it. I'm okay. sorry. It's, you know... Very disappointing, but you know that's the way it is. Yeah, it is. Uh, so uh, you got five questions. Yep. You need to get three out of five in order to win the drunk girl game. Has show. anyone got five out of five? No, nobody has. Okay, this is what I'm going for. Right, let's go for it. Here we I'm go. not competitive. <laughs> so here we go. Question number one: Which famous building did Guy Fawkes try to blow up? Which famous building did Guy right, Fawkes okay. try to blow up? All right. Okay. So Parliament. She's 20 years old. She probably doesn't really know what firework night is all about. She doesn't know it's Parliament. She no doesn't way. know. She's saying no. She's saying Lance Armstrong. She's <laughs> Lance Armstrong and Neil Armstrong mixed up. No. She, she doesn't, doesn't know. know. All right, you're saying no. No. Let's find out. Oh, I know this. It's the House of Parliament. Oh. She oh, got it, so it's one down for you. How drunk was she? <laughs> it's a wrong answer for you. <laughs> oh, it's a shame. So you haven't got five out of five. No. Well, we know that already. Has, any, has anyone <laughs> ever got five out of five wrong? That's what I'm going no, for. No. You're going to go for that now, <laughs> yeah. All right, question number two. How many weeks are there in a year? How many weeks are there in a year? She knows this because of her period. <laughs> She'll know this. She'll know this on her cycle. She's obviously very good with cycles. She knew the Lance Armstrong thing. And so, yeah, she knows this. All right, let's let's find out. 52. 64. What? 64. 64. So that's... What did you say? Did you say she would know the answer? Yeah, I said she knew that. you're, You're on target to get none out of five. How can you not know? There's 52 weeks in a year. Well, unfortunately, Charlie doesn't know that. Charlie. <laughs> Charlie. So you've got to get the next three right yeah. in, order to, in order to get this. Okay. Okay, here we go then. Question number three. What is the capital of Japan? What is the capital of Japan? <laughs> right. She doesn't know this. No? No. She doesn't know that she it's doesn't Tokyo. Know. See, that, I knew it was Tokyo, but I was self-correcting myself because I realised I kept on answering the really easy questions. (laughs) And I was thinking to myself, oh, don't keep answering, Tuck. You're going to listen back in this game. Why was I answering? Yeah, it's Tokyo. Everyone knows it's Tokyo. Everyone knows it's Tokyo. she doesn't. She doesn't. She doesn't know. All right, let's find out. China. No, 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 no. (laughs) 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 What is it? What is it? Tokyo. Oh, fuck. Oh dear, I'm gonna make like a right prick in I. Alright. Oh, there's no need for that, Charlie! <laughs> when women say prick, they don't. 
something's wrong, doesn't it? <laughs> so you said that she wouldn't know the answer to that. Yeah, and I was right. And you were right. So it's a, it's a correct answer for you. Right. Yeah, there you go. A correct answer. So that's one out of three so far. Let's have question number four. I'm going to name five dwarfs. Okay. Right? You need to tell me the other two. Right, okay. Happy, yep. sleepy, Doc, bashful and sneezy. She knows it. it was, she was probably watching it before she came out. She's only 20, so she knows it. Yeah? Yeah. You reckon she does? Yeah. Let's find out. Dopey, grumpy. Yay! Straight there you in. go. Straight in. So, let's recap, right? She doesn't know Tokyo is the capital of Japan, and she doesn't know there's 52 weeks in a year. Right. But she knows <laughs> all the dwarfs. All the dwarfs. Yeah. Is the correct answer for you? Yeah. There you go. Uh, so, uh, you need to get this next one right. Yeah. And then you've got three out of five. Yeah, ain't bad. Okay, not bad. Okay, so here's the last question. Question number five. How many years are there in a millennium? How many years are there in a millennium? She don't know. She's not good with figures, is she? No. <laughs> she ain't, is she? She's not good with numbers. So she has no concept of time, this girl. She's probably not even really 20. <laughs> if she thinks there's 64 weeks in a year, she's actually 27. Right. <laughs> so she has no idea. She has no idea. All right, let's find out. How many weeks are... Uh, uh, how, how many years? How many years there are in, in, in a... a Menemonum. In a Menemonum. In a Menemonum. In a Millennium. Here we are. Twelve. Twelve. There you go. <laughs> there are twelve years in a millennium. So uh, you said she wouldn't get it right, so yeah. it's a correct answer for you. Here we go. You did it. You got three out of five. Well done. Well done. Um, listen, that's it. That's that's uh, oh, really that's the end to, of our little show. I really wanted to win all five. No, unfortunately not. Um, but uh, <laughs> but thanks for coming on the green room. I you loved were it. Absolutely fantastic. At last, can I say? Yeah, at last. Yeah. Tell us about your website. Funnytucker.com. Funnytucker.com. Or TuckerComedian.com. And on Twitter? Twitter, um, FunnyTucker. And Facebook, TuckerComedian. Lovely. Well, listen, thanks ever so much for doing this. Pleasure, Phil. You were absolutely I'm, fantastic, as always. Thank you so much. Thank you so much, firstly, for um, introducing me to the world of alternative comedy. It's my pleasure. With your wonderful, wonderful podcast. All right, thanks, Taco. Yeah, cheers, mate. Cheers, mate. So that's it. That's another Green Room Podcast. Uh, go to thegreenroompodcast.com. Also, you can get us on Twitter, Green Room Pod. Uh, go to my website. It's uh, philbutler.co.uk. And get me on Twitter, at philbutleruk. Uh, thanks again, and we will leave you with the fantastic Mr. Rich Morton. Go on, Rich! And a lot of the time, the material that Tommy used was not the greatest material, no. but it was because it was Tommy, yeah. 
It was so, so funny. It was delivered. The delivery was absolutely perfect. Absolutely perfect. I need a piss. Uh, Do you need to stop this or are you okay? Uh, I'll keep it all running. No, hold on. I I, I hope this is all right. I'm just doing a piss. Oh, for f***'s sake. Johnny's on! This is Johnny (laughs) Riley's... So this is Johnny Riley's Blue Room. Well, welcome to Johnny Riley's podcast. It's it's the Blue Room. It's the Blue Room. It's the best place where I ever fuck. (laughs) Johnny Riley. Johnny Riley uh, has wrote out our show report, Phil. And the reason why I'm laughing so much is just showing me... (laughs) And my report. And, uh, <laughs> after your performance, both went down well. Working very well, very well, Johnny. You made me laugh tonight. Yeah, right? But anyway, you know, well, you've had a good career so far. But um, you know, no. it's always Starbucks. <laughs> <laughs> oh, don't, don't go. Let's not look, Johnny. Is he still recording? Let's stop talking about yeah. Let's stop talking about. You know, Phil, because no one's Phil, interested. The Phil, the Egypt thing, yeah, the Twitter. Let's stop talking about that now. Yeah. It's out of order, man. It out is. Of order. It's funny, but it is out of order. See, that's the thing. <laughs> <laughs> that's the thing of having a fucking beer. <laughs> 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 you do a podcast, can't fucking. Oh, oh, mate. Right. Sorry about that. Oh. And also another. Uh, um, Influence of yours is uh, Morecambe and Wise. Yeah, Eric Morecambe. 